Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is writer-director Michael Marin, and we're going to be talking about his new film entitled The Little White Lie that stars Michael Shannon, Kate Hudson, Don Johnson, and many other wonderful actors. It's a fun, fun, fun film, Michael. I'm looking forward to taking a deep dive into this movie. So welcome to the oh, show. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Let's talk about, you wrote this, so where did the concept for a Little White Lie. How did it come about? And um, also, let our audience know a little bit of what the storyline is so they know what we're talking about. Uh, the storyline is that there's a university, not not a very good university, that's kind of down on its luck. And they used to have a writer's festival every year that would bring in like big name writers and, and they name drop a couple of them, you know, John Updike and whatnot. But writer's festivals have gotten very popular. I mean, a lot of, a lot of schools have them now, so they, they can't attract any big names. And the president of the school says, we can't afford to do this unless you can like bring in a really big writer. And there's this really big writer named Shriver, who 20 years earlier had published this massive book that everybody bought, did not necessarily read. We know those books. Yes. And um, then he disappeared from the scene and no one knows where he is or what, whatever happened to him. And Kate Hudson plays the uh, chairperson of the festival. And she thinks she's figured out who, who where he is and she, she sends an invitation to deliver the keynote address at the festival. Unfortunately, the letter goes to somebody who's never read a book in his life, isn't very much interested in things, but he accepts the invitation everywhere anyway, and that's Michael Shannon. And he shows up at this festival, and then, of course, it's Kate Hudson, so he uh, kind of feels a responsibility to um, not screw things up. <laughs> and we, we don't want him to get caught. Well, obviously, everybody's, I'm sure, and I think you even allude to this in the film, too, is a, you know, J.D. Salinger character after he, I mean, he kind of disappeared also. So where'd you get the inspiration for this? Film? Well, it actually comes from a book named called Shriver. That's the title of the book. I hadn't heard of the book, but I walked into a, you know, I go to bookstores. That's my thing. If I land in any city, any town, anywhere, the first thing I do is I check out the bookstores. And so I was in Lenox, Massachusetts, which is a very small town. And and there's a bookstore there called The Bookstore. And Chris Belden was reading from this novel, Shriver. And he read the first chapter, and I thought it was really an intriguing, it, that sets up the whole concept. I mean, the part about the school and all, some of that I, I added to it, obviously. But the, the concept is there about the mistaken identity. And I thought, huh, this, I just finished, a, I just wrapped a film that I directed called A Short History of Decay. And I thought, wow, this would be really interesting. So I bought a copy of the book at the cash register, got in the line with everybody else to get the book signed. And I laid it down there and I said, I'm going to make a movie out of this. Sign away the rights. And instead of signing just your name, sign the rights in the, in the title page of the book. And I gave him a dollar. And that's how it started. Obviously, there were lawyers involved after that, and things got put away properly, but really how it, it started. And that was a long time ago. It, it took a long time to get the movie made for more reasons than I can go into very quickly. So, so the con, so the, what was it about the book right away? Cause you hadn't really, you only heard him read a little bit of the book at that point and not had read the whole book, but you already decided you were going to do a movie. So what was it in that reading or that sparked you to think this will be a good movie? And this is 
is something I want to do because you hadn't done many movies up to that point. I had well, I'd, I'd written a lot of movies at that point, but I, I hadn't. I'd only directed one at that point, and I was. It was actually I had simply I had recently wrapped my first film, and I was I was kind of thinking about well, what do I want to do next? Now, what I would like to do next is a massive epic set in Northeast Africa in, in 1910 that would probably cost fifty million to a hundred million dollars to make. But I'm a realist, um, and I was attracted to the books. It has a very subtle, droll sense of humor. It's not um, not um, just laugh out loud, you know, fall roll around in the aisles. But it's it's where my sense of humor lies, and in, in, in things that I think are subtle and uh, amusing more than um, and so. But also thematically, the book is more than just an imposter pretending to be a writer. It's really about identity. When do you call yourself a writer? Who is a writer? And the idea of well, the idea of imposter syndrome, I guess. And I, I hate that term because it, it gets thrown around quite a bit nowadays, and, yeah. and, and all of that. But I, I think it's probably something more akin to a mental breakdown where people get divorced from their their own identities. I mean, it, I think the book has. I actually ran my original script by a, a couple of psychiatrists to make sure I had it right, and they thought you did, obviously. Yeah, I made a few changes based on on, on that, but yes, yeah, it, it just it's what it is. Just so disassociative behavior, I believe, is the psychiatric term for what, what 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 we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a situation that I think a lot of people relate to. I think it's why Michael Shannon wanted to play the role. I think a lot of actors r- related to, to the idea of foster syndrome, and I, and I did too. You know, I, I, I think that, um, I mean, I remember I published my first book in 1997, and I remember going and speaking in front of a large audience for the first time, and then feeling like I wasn't standing, I wasn't the one standing on the stage I was in sitting in the audience looking at that guy and saying like who is he what is that identity you know that you know was I suddenly a writer was I suddenly a public speaker I, I don't know and believe me when when I was first behind the camera and and uh, Kate Hudson was there and Michael Shannon was there and I, I was uh, directing this movie and she was about to call action for the first time I I, I was there like that's that's not me <laughs> that's that's that, that that that's a movie director that that's that's Cecil B. DeMille but that's not me father used to insult me by calling me Cecil B. DeMille, but that was, that's a whole other story. This is only the second film that you directed, correct? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, yeah. so, and there was a period, how many years in between the first and the second? It was 10 years. 10 years, okay, uh, go ahead. Well, not 10 years between directing, I think it was 8 years. We started shooting this film in 2020, but I need I need to back it up a little bit. We were ready to shoot at the end of 2018, and Michael was attached, and I, and I had a window, and we, we had uh, prepped the film in, in, in Savannah, Georgia, and um, there was a hold up in it during the you know with producers thing finances that stuff that's the norm the normal movie junk and during that period i was diagnosed with cancer and a fairly serious cancer and and i lost a, a, a year to chemo and surgeries and and a lot of other stuff one of the things that i'm always somewhat thankful for is if we had started actual production on the film at the beginning of 2019 i wouldn't have quit i wouldn't have noticed the sim i would have just ignored the symptoms, I very likely would have died. You're okay now. So, you're all, all I, okay. 
okay now? Yeah. I mean, so that's one of those things you kind of look back at and go like, okay, well, that worked out okay. That was a blessing. Yeah. So we started, but but it took me a year to be ready to to, to work again. I lost an entire year. So we started prepping the film at the beginning of, of, at the end of um, 2019, the beginning of 2020. And we started filming it in in February of 2020. And a couple of weeks later, with eight days left to shoot, COVID closed us down. And it took 400 days to clear COVID for people to kind of start making films again. And then when that was starting to happen, we we had to get this cast back together. It was a very large cast. And so we had to find time. And we also, you know, and some of the the actors, a lot of them were already working because bigger productions on Exact Graph was was doing something at Disney and Disney had the money and the time to shoot on a soundstage and to isolate people and all of that. We We were small independent film really. And so that we couldn't like move everybody to an island and and uh, fly everybody there in the crew and isolate everybody. So we, we had to wait until we could do a little bit longer. And then we had to get everybody and find a time where we could get everybody there. We didn't get everybody there. I, I had to rewrite scenes on the fly because actors couldn't make it or one of our actors was stuck in Canada and stuff like that and, and got there. I'd wanted her for like three days and she got there at the very last day so I could use her in one scene, but another scene. So we had to go through all of that. And one of the key actors was also pregnant at the time and definitely couldn't be in the film. So I shot with a body double. And three months later, we, um, when, you know, she had a baby and, and was back to, you know, looking the way she did earlier, we shot her against a green screen and, and plopped her into the film. Wow. So it took a long time. The whole thing took a really long time. It sounds like there should be a movie about the making of this movie. I may write a book about their making of the movie. um, Lots of trials and tribulations to uh, get through, for sure. For sure. But you persevered, and it's a a wonderful film. I mean, it's really... I mean, you've got this great cast. I love Michael Shannon. I just finished watching uh, George and Tammy on uh, Showtime, and I thought he was absolutely wonderful in that role as well as Jessica Chastain who's always brilliant in whatever she does but Michael is also and then you know the wonderful Kate Hudson and Don Johnson great cast so how did you attract this wonderful cast and even you started shooting and stopped shooting and all of that but how did that all come about? Michael? Well there were there were different people attached at different times it even, I didn't even tell you the whole story um, <laughs> but I think when when Michael Michael read the script and someone gave it to him and he wanted to meet me and I I went from New York to Chicago and we met and um, you know he eventually he signed on to do it and I think people want actors want to work with Mike Mm -hmm. and uh, look I'm not if 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 I was an egomaniac or, an, or a liar, I would say, no, no, they, they all saw my first film and everybody really wanted to, they really wanted to work with me. That's not true. Um, but I had Mike and he's, you know, Mike stayed with all through the cancer and, and all of that. He, he was the one, the one constant. And so, um, we were able to put, put a, put this cast together, uh, fairly quickly, uh, in order to make it all happen. And, um, um, yeah, but it was Michael. It was Michael Shannon, and 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 I think I think Michael really understood the character. Uh, I mean, I think he related to the character in a lot of ways. You know, um, I think he. I may be imagining this, but I think he actually told me that once. And uh, you know, it's it's very different than you've ever seen him do anything. Do right. uh, do anything. He, he's 
the the the, the um, it's very restrained and very and 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 very subtle. Um, Michael's got amazing comic timing. Um, you know, he he knew he he knew how to deliver that. And um, yeah, I, I think you I think it's a Michael Shannon you you haven't seen before. Yes, it is a Michael Shannon we haven't seen before, and but he's he's always wonderful in everything that he does. I've never seen a bad performance from him in anything. So uh, to get a, a, a an actor of his caliber attached to your second directing uh, film and is pretty amazing. So, and you've come at this later in life. I, I I also have come to what I do later in life. So I always appreciate people who. You know, we've had other careers and we've done other things, and then we kind of follow our heart and our passion to wherever it leads us, and it's led me to this. Uh, for you, how did you make the transition? Because you, you were a writer. You wrote for a lot of uh, publications. You were in Africa for a long time. Uh, Africa is one of my one of my heart spaces, uh, a place that I just love. And um, and and yet, when you came back, you you wrote a book, I think, about your transitioning back being in the states after being in Africa. For how many years were you there? Um, I was there on and off for about seventeen years. I, I, I mean, I was I would do, I did a five year stretch once without ever coming back to the U.S. And then I, I, I kind of bounced up. I had a, I had a place in, in, uh, Nairobi, Kenya, and I had a place in, in, in New York. That, and I was kind of, um, you know, commuting by, by British Airways mostly back, back and forth. But I was in Africa more time than, than I wasn't. But it actually, you know, interesting. It starts earlier than that, really. I, I got here be- only because I, um, I've never had a plan. I've always I, I I've always done you know for better or for worse, um, and I think I'm 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 of the generation where, you know, I didn't get out of college thinking oh my god I have to get a job I have to get money I need to be a banker I need to get a master's in business administration I need to you know it was like no I didn't want to do any of that crap, so um, I joined the Peace Corps after college which would brought me to Africa originally. And then I worked and I wanted to stay and I did some aid work and I wanted to stay and I I worked for the U.S. government in Somalia way back when before any of the current problems started. But um, but I I didn't like what was going on there and and I quit and I started writing and I always wanted to be I kind of always wanted to be a writer and I started working as a journalist um, I, and, and working in East Africa, I went to Uganda when Idi Amin was overthrown. I, I did a lot of uh, the kind of the crazy ass stuff that you, you got to be young and stupid to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was in Somalia during during the the worst of the fighting, and, and during a time when when a lot of journalists were were, were murdered there, and, and um, I was kind of about to turn forty at that time. And uh, decided that nah, maybe I've had enough, and and uh, I came back, uh, got married, uh, and um, started. Um, oh, and I wrote a, I wrote a book about Somalia is what I did then, and and it would, that book was optioned uh, for film, and I I I was lucky enough to get hired to write the script. And that kind of got me down in the, going down the movie movie hole. And I and I wrote a bunch of scripts and sold a bunch of scripts over the years. Um, but I think anybody who's 
pays attention to the business or listens to screenwriters complaining know that you know selling scripts is not the same thing as getting movies made you can get paid really well and may, and you know make enough money to, to raise a you know to you know pay your mortgage or whatever but uh, uh, um it, it was really really unsatisfying to me and i was with a producer once who and we were talking about one of my scripts um to which th- there'd been there'd been some big name directors attached uh, i was a script i'd written called moving violations and um there was there were we several directors have been attached and then time goes on and then you know then some other bright shiny object catches their attention and he said to me why don't you just direct it yourself hmm. and i said no i don't know how to direct a film I, you know what, what what do i know about directing a film and he said you can do it you've been on film sets you've written scripts you've directed it in your head just direct it i didn't direct that film but but i i did um, write a short history of decay, which I very purposely wrote as a film as a film that small cast that could be shot in in a couple of locations for very little money. And that yeah, and that came out in 2014. And um, um, you know the film got some really good notices, and 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 um, it was the Brian Greenberg and 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 Linda Lavin and Harris Ulan, mm. and. Uh, then I kind of went off on this one, and I've got a bunch of other projects. I mean, I, I've since done some script work and uh, done some studio work and, and stuff like that. Script, you know, rewrites and things like that. That that. Um, but I, uh, yeah, it took a long, long time to to get this movie off the ground. You know, a couple of times there were a couple of times I thought, yeah, we were ready to go, and then, you know, for whatever reason, things things don't happen. Do you, um, has that changed how you feel about directing uh, and and doing this now because it was such a long, arduous uh, process for this particular movie? Um, Or are you more energized than ever to get behind uh, the camera again? No, I really want to get behind the camera again. I want to do it soon. Um, You know, you... um I think this happens to every director. You know, you, you direct a film and then you start watching, uh, you know, you watch all, all, all the work and you, when you preparation to, to start the editing process and there's a sense of, ah, you know, I wish I'd, I wish I'd done that. You know, or I should have, I should have done, I should have, um, you, you used another shot here. I should have, I should have asked it, talked to the actors about trying some, trying something. So my head, your head just gets, uh, you know, you have to make decisions constantly. Um, the thing I always uh, the, I always go back to is um, uh, Truffaut's film uh, "Day for Night," mm-hmm. um, where, where he's the director and he's walking around and he's got a problem, but people keep coming up to him. You know, should I put the actress in this dress or this dress? That one. You know, you, you're constantly, constantly making decisions like that. Bang, 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 because you have to. Um, and then later on, you kind of go, "Yeah, I should have." done the other thing or so i you know i i have a whole list of things that uh i you know that i'll do better next time i mean i i, I direct a film and i so i want to get behind the i want to get behind the camera again and, and have a chance to uh, make up for all my mistakes well other than um all of the 
issues and problems that you had putting this? What, what was it like? Uh, I mean, this is your second film you're directing, and you've got Michael Shannon and Kate Hudson and Don Johnson and Zach Braff, and I mean, a great cast. What was that like for you? Did that feel daunting for you? I mean, you had a lot, a lot of other issues and things going on oh. into this, but I mean, you know, you're like, I'm directing Michael Shannon. <laughs> I've only directed one other film. How did you feel about that? Uh, it was scary. You know, it was scary. And I was afraid. Look, you know, Kate Hudson spent more time on movie sets than, you know, I could live on a movie set for the rest of my life. And she will have spent more time on movie sets. Right. You know, she's been doing it since she was a child. Um, Don Johnson, also since he was a kid, Don, 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 I don't know, he's made 300 movies or something oh, like wow. that. Um and or TV, and you know, you add add all of that up. Um, and it, it was um, actually, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. And and this was um, I was it was there was a scene we were trying to block, you know, blocking tell where the act so we know this actor's going to work there, stop there, and move and move over here. Camera's going to come around this way, and we were doing it in a really small space, and I, I just. Um, in the moment, I was having a hard time f- figuring it out. And part of it was because we were moving so quickly and, and I didn't have time to, to storyboard the whole film at this point. And um, Don said, you know what? I think this is what we should do. And I was there. Yeah, you're right. So we did it Don's way. And I think it was a Friday afternoon. And, and he ca- Saturday morning, he called me and said, meet me for lunch. We, we, we weren't working the weekend. And he he called me up and he was really appalling. He said, "You know, I shouldn't have done that in front of the cast. I should have t- I should have taken you aside." And, and 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 you know, I said to him, "Don, I've got no I got no ego tied up in this. Uh, I defer to your experience or Kate's experience. And in, in in you know, if I'm doing something wrong, I I I, I want to hear it. Um, you know, you've you've made all these films. I I I'm I have a vision for the way this film is." Um, and if you can do something to help me execute that, then I'm very, very open to any suggestions you might make. Um, and, um, you know, and that was it. I mean, but I, I, I did rely on, on the actors at some time as sometimes to, to figure stuff out. Um, and then I, I, you know, I watched and, and took notes. Yeah, well, it's a highly entertaining film. I mean, it keeps you guessing, uh, and I like that, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. It's got lots of intrigue in it and great cast. And I just wish you much success with A Little White Lie. Where can people see this film, Michael? Um, well, right now it's, it's playing theaters, but I think mostly it's going to, it's going to go to VOD. Um, if you go to, if you have Apple right now and you type in Little White Line, it'll pop up and, and you can buy it or rent it. It'll be available tomorrow or probably at midnight tonight. I, I um, so I, I think VOD is probably the, the way to go unless you live in, oh, there's a list of, it's playing in Chicago. It's playing in Minneapolis. It's playing in New York. Uh, it's playing in Phoenix. In People can Los find Angeles. it. It's all over. Well, I wish you much. It's success. around right now. It's yeah, around. But it's probably only in place and for it's a highly worth weeks. going to see, everyone. Highly worth renting it if it's on VOD. Uh, and certainly if you can find it in a theater near you, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a fun film. It's a great, you know, great cast. It, and it, it is. It's just, it, it keeps you guessing. It's a really good story. It truly is a good story. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being on the show and I wish you much success. 
Thank you, Jan. Great talking to you. You too. Thank you. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.